Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ten randomly selected questions. One person's reputation on the line. This is Trampled Bet Versus The Lockdown Football Quiz with John Walker Today's competitor is I'm James Black from Boys V Blue Noses Um, do you want to just awesome. give that a wee introduction and tell people what the podcast is and what you do and how often you do it? Yep, uh, so we are a kind of panel show really we have. It's, we've got a rotating group of six three Rangers fans and three Celtic fans and we'll just chat over the, the weeks that goings on with, with Scottish football and a particular old firm slant to it. Um, we've also got a, our host, Ben, who's a, a Motherwell fan, so he's kind of the neutral party in it all. I actually do it. <laughs> Every every Monday, um, and I that's just gonna chew the fat over what's been going on. It is a it is a pretty brave thing to do, isn't it? Like, um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a Rangers fan, so if you've got a Rangers podcast, you know there's like you know there's one side of the city that's going to hate you. If you do a Celtic podcast, that other side of the city is going to dislike you. And you guys have went right in the middle. You guys have decided let's pick up the mental people from both fans will hate us all. Yes, um, at, at the very start, it was particularly hairy. With everybody hated it. Um, it was the, the worst idea in the history of Twitter, I believe one prominent fan site called it. Um, and I, oh God, it's just, I think both sides don't want to really listen to what the other side's up to, which I, I get. But at the same time, I like that banter a Rangers fan on one side, a Celtic fan on the other side, and kind of going at it because that's what makes it good. I was, I was definitely one of them when I first seen it appear. I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck is this?" <laughs> and I, I, I done my, I done my best to ignore it, but then I started following you on Twitter and I gave a couple of episodes. I was like, "This is, this is fine, man. This is, this is actually all right." Because yeah, I, don't, I, 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 me personally, I don't really listen to any Rangers podcasts on their own. It's just. I've got enough of my mates that I talk about it 24-7. My idea of relaxing is they then putting more Rangers into my ears. I've got enough of it. I go on Twitter, I follow all the players. I, I don't I don't need any more. What I wouldn't mind is a wee bit of chat. Um, so if there are any Rangers fans who are looking for something different or Celtic fans are looking for something different, your podcast is probably that option, to be honest. I think so, yes. Yeah. It definitely covers a lot of bases for people which help. And I, I just I think it's good. It's, it's good having that kind of push against each other. You know, it's... It's not just people going, this is great because we're Rangers or this is great because we're Celtic and then four other guys going, I agree. You know, <laughs> you, 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 it's good to have that dynamic and going, you're talking shite, mate, and this is why. No, that's good. So again, if anyone wants to listen to this, Boys vs Blue Noses, um, you said you're going to try and get back up about June or July? Hopefully, yeah. I mean, we're, we're furloughed just now with the, the obvious going on. So we've, we've still got videos going up, but it's, it's not the usual format. Um, but hopefully we'll get the usual stuff back soon. So what I've done is I've taken the four categories, which are World Cup, 
European Championships, European football, uh, well, cup competitions, and British football. And there's 25 questions of each. They're randomly sorted. Uh, there's no there's no rhyme or reason to it. You will just choose numbers as you go, and you'll get the question that's given from those numbers. I will give you the answer as soon as you've answered the question, and you'll get your score at the end, and then there'll be a tiebreaker. But it's really just, it's a bit of your luck, and it's a test of a variety of football knowledge. Brother. If you want to go ahead and just give me your first number. Four. Number four. In Arsenal's invincible season, how many games did they draw? Was it A, 8, B, 10, C, 12, or D, 14? Mm, a, I think. Aye, I'll go with A. A was 8. Yeah. They actually drew 12 games in that season. Drew 12 games. See the running? Um, I also follow Arsenal. I remember the running. As soon as we had secured the league, which was five games to go against Tottenham at White Hart Lane, we had a handful of away fixtures and it was essentially the only thing we had left to do was stay unbeaten. And by that, it was the bare minimum. And I think we drew it in Newcastle, drew it in Portsmouth, um, drew it in Villa and then just beat Leicester like very late on. So that was almost an R draw. But that's you, zero for one. But I think you've got plenty of time to make it up, James. Oh God, I, I think so. <laughs> Um, what's your next number? Um, so what's it between again? Just one. One in a hundred. One in a hundred. So give me eighty-six. In the nineteen ninety-eight UEFA Cup final, Inter Milan beat Lazio three-nil. Who was man of the match? Mm, God, I actually remember watching that. I watched it as UEFA doing all these finals, and I watched. Like I said, I've tried to do all these questions from my own knowledge or stuff I've been watching, and I watched the final, and it, it is. I think it was like a ten, twelve-minute clip they put up. It is the most individual performance I've ever seen from anyone in a European final, I think. I, I want to say it's a, the real Ronaldo. I, I'll go with the, the Brazilian Ronaldo. Well, you're off, the, you're off the scoreboard, that's you. One for two. Ronaldo was. He scored one goal and set up the other two for Ivan Zamorano. That was the one where he'd done the, he'd done the step over around the goalkeeper. The last two goal. And then he went on to the World Cup and he was phenomenal until the final as well. But... Honestly, go. it's on UEFA. Go and watch that final again. He's absolutely phenomenal. He was, he was unreal. He was unreal. Uh, I think it was. I think there's been some people sharing videos of goals they scored in Serie A when the pitches were like, they looked like landmines. <laughs> and he was still dribbling with the ball and beating everyone. And you're like, uh, people, he, he is like, it'd be funny to hear the, the age groups of people listening to this. And, uh, hearing people, you constantly have to say that now, don't you? You have to say the real Ronaldo. Crazy. So actually one for two. What's your third number? 15. In the World Cup 2018 qualifier at Hamden, England drew two each with Scotland with a late goal from Harry Kane. Who scored the opening goal for England? Was it? No, wasn't it? Was it, was it a Harry Kane double? A Harry Kane. The opening goal was scored by substitute Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. No, it wasn't. And the way, the, honestly, see the way I've picked up these questions is just be going, see when I've seen goals? I totally forgot. Like, I remember the Griffiths double. I remember the Harry Kane. I remember the Harry Kane goal, or like, or as I'll remember it, is never forgiven Stuart Armstrong for anything ever again. Um, but it's like when I seen the opening goal, I went, oh, I was, he was at Arsenal at the time. So I was like, oh, right, how did I not remember he scored? Uh, what's your fourth number? Seven. So this has been asked already. This is funny. Two, two podcasts in, we've already got the same question out. In which year did Diego Maradona manage Argentina in the World Cup? 2010. It was South Africa 2010. It was Saint Boy before that was the year that he played Messi in central midfield for, uh, for some reason. 
Maradona doing Maradona things, eh? Ah, I know, I will no try and we'll no try and figure out which sort of mental state Maradona gets into because in quarantine I think we could end up down a, a pretty bad rabbit hole. Mm. Um what's your yeah. next one? Uh, forty six. Well, this is a similar type of question to the one two questions ago. In France in the eight, France beat Brazil three 0 in the World Cup final to secure the first World Cup. Who scored the third goal? Was it Manu Petit? It was Emmanuel Petit. Ah, that's a, that's a great one. That's a great one. Some goal. It was uh, Patrick Vera. The two Arsenal midfielders, Patrick Vera slid a pass through him. He just nicked it past the goalkeeper, Pafferell. Uh, I knew he'd scored. I just I couldn't. I wasn't sure in the order, but I, I knew he'd scored. Uh, once people get into the rhythm of these podcasts, they realise my question style is trying to go. <laughs> I remember the two Zidane goals. <laughs> Who get the other? What's your next one? 99. This this one I, this one I think is a, a good trivia one that I think most people might actually know. So I, I hope I'm not putting pressure on you here, James, but I think this is one that most people should get. Who was Britain's first million pound footballer? Trevor Francis. Oh, there you go. My good ex year. I, I feel I feel it. I feel so bad for that one because I do feel like there are. This is what I tried to create out of this podcast. See, just a wee bit of controversy, mm. as I do feel that there are some questions that are. Guinness Book of Records pub quiz questions that everyone should know and I think people will be raging when they see who gets them but again um, it's your luck these are random numbers on a spreadsheet what's your next one? 50 you're on 4 out of 6 now not bad at all far better than I thought at USA 94 in the group games Argentina beat Greece 4-0 who scored a hat-trick that day? Batistuta it was Batistuta she's 5 out of 7 I Batistuta like, again the game, the game to me, see as far as I was concerned, that game was 1-0 to me and it was a game won by Maradona. Aye. Outside the box. I remember nothing else about that game other than the subsequent drugs ban that happened after that, it. Well, that was, that was my the first World Cup. I remember watching it. I can only, I can only really remember wee bits of it. Yeah, I, I, was, I was the same. I was uh, talking, to, talking to my brother recently. We were saying the same thing. We, we used to go a family holiday down like Lake District and that was, the, that was the first World Cup I really remember sitting down and watch. I remember... Uh, the the Russia Cameroon Solenko game. I remember. I remember Thomas Brown. I remember it was the first time I remember Henry Larson stuck in my head for for three years thereafter, just because of his hair. <laughs> but it was the f- first one I really remember watching. And and it being a being a what, eight year old at the time, you don't really realise <laughs> what Maradona's celebrations are about. You just think, oh really god, happy. no! I, I, you just <laughs> thought he was going mental because he scored. Then you get a bit older and you're like. Ah, oh, that's what the demise of somebody looks like. The funny thing that always stuck with me for that World Cup was, mind you, used to get wee like gifts and cereal. Yeah, Kellogg's were giving you it was like football World Cup trading cards with stats <laughs> in them. I can always remember I had a Jack Charlton one. I'm sure. I just I always remember that for some reason. It's the random shite you used to get World Cups. What was the World Cup that opened with? Was it Tina Turner? Oh God, aye. And they had the goal, they had the goal set up for her oh, to kick the ball. Diana Ross, Diana Ross. Diana Ross, sorry, sorry. And they had the goal aye. set up for her to score a penalty. In Soldier Field in Chicago. And she missed the goal, but the goal still collapsed. Aye. Splitched in two. So you're on five out of seven. You've got three questions left. I mean, this this could be on course to set. I mean, I was, I was thinking that, I was hoping they'd get ten. I mean, I'm still on that now, but we'll see how we go. Right, what's the next one? 24. 24. Four of the five last World Cup defending champions have failed to get out the group stage. 
which team was successful and in which year. So not which year did they win the World Cup, which year were they successful. So it's a half a point for each. So four out of the last five defending champions have failed to get out of the group stages. Which company was successful and in which year did they get out of the group stage? I can't even put the year to the year. Somebody put all the clips together and I was watching it. It was... um, there was a couple of teams I totally, I actually thought got to like back to back finals. The only the only one I could remember that categorically was was the France one from ninety eight to two thousand two. That was the only I, one I could categorically remember being ah oh, that, that that was particularly shambolic. Uh, that was that was really bad. <laughs> I think it was Germany. I'm just trying to put my finger on what year it was. Germany actually won it. Was it twenty ten to twenty fourteen? Or twenty ten? Go with Germany 2010 and 2014. Unfortunately, neither is correct. Ah. Um, it was Brazil. The winners of the 2002 World Cup got to the semi-finals in 2006 and got beat by France. And probably the, we were talking about the Ronaldo UEFA Cup final. I think people probably on Twitter watched that Zidane performance um, up against Rubinho and Kaká. And that's it. And it's just, it's a different level of midfielder. <laughs> oh God, aye. aye. Absolutely. But um, so that was France in '98. They went out in 2002. Brazil won it in 2002. Were successful in 2006. Um, then you've got 2006 was Italy. They went out in 2010. 2010 was Spain. Went out in 2014. Germany won 2014. Went out in 2018. What is your next number? 55. Which team played in the Scottish Cup final in 2006 despite having played English non-league football? Gretna. There you go. Correct. My big mate played in that. Two of my mates played in that. Oh, one, one of my mates, the fellow that I know. <laughs> Who was that? Uh, Kenny Duker. Oh, the doctor. David. Ah, the, the good doctor. Ah, I've I've known Kenny since I was a wee boy. Oh man, that's like that's like a throwback to just watching uh, soccer Saturday and just seeing oh, his right, name. Jeff Dillon <laughs> loved him. He scored like fifty odd goals that season. He was, oh, he, was, on, he, was, he was unreal. Was he on course? I remember this Was he on course to beat like? The record at that time, before Messi and Ronaldo appeared and just decided that records didn't matter anymore, he was on course to beat like, the hat trick record for Jimmy Streeter. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he equaled it. Um, I'm sure it was, I think it was six in a season. I'm sure he equaled it. Um, I, I don't think he broke it, but I'm sure he got six that season as well. Which some record. I'm sure it still stands as a British record. Yeah. Um, so you're on. Six out of nine, and you've got one question to go. What is your last number? 72. Who were the only unbeaten team at the World Cup in 2010? New Zealand. <laughs> Correct. I wasn't sure about that. I think, there was, I think there's been a couple of questions like that. I think, I think um, there's been two, two or three teams that went to a World Cup completely unbeaten. Aye. Yeah. But went home at the group stages. That was New Zealand. Scotland are one of them, yeah. Yeah, Scotland and another one. And New Zealand without having drawn all three games. Right. I think Italy, um, then they were in Italy's group and they drew one each for Italy. Seven out of ten is a very good score. Okay. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't mean to demean your score in any way, James, but if I was to say, I would say Trevor Francis and Gretna, especially for Scottish football watchers, I think it might trip up some English podcasters, but right. Trevor Francis and Gretna were... They, they, I, uh, I go to bankers there. <laughs> they, they're two of about five gems. But people, James, you can only answer the questions you're getting asked. That's it. That's it. 
Um, what have you got planned for the rest of the, the lockdown and stuff? Not a whole lot. I'm probably going to get myself deep into a good football manager save. So <laughs> <laughs> use my time fruitfully, you know. Um, but uh, I don't know. See what comes. It depends how the weather holds. If it, if it gets bad quickly, then uh, it'll be indoor stuff. I've been waiting for a bike to arrive for two weeks and it's going to arrive now and I'm going to have no interest in going out in it now that the weather's know, about yeah, to turn. I know, that's it. James, thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate no, that. Not at all. Enjoyed it. Right. Thank you very um, much for having me. Aye. Have a nice day. Hopefully the podcast gets back soon. Bye bye. This podcast was written and produced by John Walker and Gary Black. For more of our podcast, please visit tramplebet.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.